Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303, episode 213. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. As always, we have with us our co-host, Nick Morhan, our executive producer, EPE, and the real executive producer, don't tell Eric, Nevada Putnam is with us today. We'll be getting into Pop Culture Pick'em, top five players who never won a title. We'll do a head-to-head review, a batting average update, and we'll get into the AFC South futures on today's episode. Uh, before I turn it over to Nick to see how he's doing this evening, I just want to get your guys' opinion on this. Um, that narrator is a real stand-up guy, huh, for our intro? Yeah, he gets kind of annoying after a while. That's really odd. I think he's swell. He has nothing but good things to say about me. So, How are you doing this evening, Nick? I'm good, man. Uh, it's nice to see Nevada is going the full uh, Orlando Bloom over there. He's he's got the, like the pirate mustache. I don't know uh, what facial hair regulations Denver PD has, but uh, Nevada, if I could get your supervisor's name, number, and email, I'm going to inform him that an officer of his department is not within facial standards. And he's and recording from tell the you to go eat my ass. Well, I <laughs> well I already do that, so I don't I don't see what the what's the cup? What's the show me the cup? Now, the, okay, so so for those of you who don't know, the Putnams are famous for their random cups, and, and it can't get through the. It never once has a member of the Putnam family been to Germany, and yet they have an <laughs> Oktoberfest cup. Absolutely, never, never once. <laughs> they've been to your local yard sale. Is what listen, they've been to. Yeah, listen, Greg Putnam and Candace Putnam, Nevada's dear dear parents, collect cups from places that they've never been and never will go. Because it requires getting on an airplane to go there. I love how you yeah, just gave no away their Germany. There's no roads to Germany. You just gave away their full government names. You just gonna you want to give away their social and address while you're at it? I mean, I can I can fire off their address right now. I know. <laughs> I, you wake you wake me up three o'clock in the morning. I'll know what Nevada's address is. All right, how you doing this evening, Nevada? I'm good. Uh, I went to Meow Wolf today. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's like a weird trippy art installation museum yeah yeah it's it was wild but it was a good time so other than that i'm doing good second week of vacation so can't complain <laughs> can never complain about that how was meow wolf dope it was good i think it'd be a lot better uh on some drugs but you know it's still pretty good so <laughs> god the cop <laughs> oh 100 uh, with, all right, before we got a transition, before Nevada gets fired, how are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, doing good, man. Uh, actually, since uh, Nick brought it up, Nevada's parents have stuff from places they've never been. I want to ask a question of the podcast. Uh, so I ordered a cal- or a map where you scratch off places you've been. 
So I'm traveling uh, across the Atlantic tomorrow, and I'm landing in Munich. I'm only staying no. there for three hours. Can no. I scratch Munich How off many my times list? have you asked no. me? No. <laughs> Damn, no. bullshit, bro. I'm going to be That's there. not bullshit. You're, not, you're just going through the airport. You're not, not even, you're not even on German soil. You're right. on international soil. Right. What if I run out and step out? No. You have to spend the night there. All right, all right. If I get stuck, I'm scratching it off. 24 hours. 24 if hours. If you have not spent a full 24 hours somewhere, you have not been there. No. All right. All right. All right. Appreciate the insight. I mean, I've been telling you no all month. I just wanted you know. to see, you know, if I had differing opinions from from our uh, I, I guess from I our guess three family. It, it doesn't matter, but Nevada does get a vote. Nevada. No. Yeah. No. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right, my, my guy, my guy just person. wanted to go to mom to see if he could get a yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Eric. Dad said no. He was just like, well, maybe mom will say yes. <laughs> also, Eric, so it does it. It doesn't also have individual states to scratch. It, yes, it does have individual states to scratch off. Okay, so you got like three places right. to scratch off then. No, I, I got <laughs> quite a few places to scratch <laughs> off on me, but yeah. And does it have the individual states of Mexico? Because you don't get all of Mexico for just going to Tijuana. I, okay, one, I have – whatever. No, it doesn't have the individual states for Mexico. It just has the big-ass country. Okay, you don't get the whole big-ass country then. I've been all over Mexico, so that doesn't hours. matter. 24 hours, Eric. I've been all over Mexico, so that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's like – Eric's got like, what, six scratched off on that, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Countries? C- countries? No, I think I only have like four, dude. Japan, Canada, America from RIP. Yeah, France, Mexico. So – why did you act like six was super far off from the five you just named? <laughs> this, this is the price is right, baby. If you go over it, it's wrong. All right? <laughs> yeah, I'm already, I'm already counting Munich then. <laughs> I bet. You can, I'll, I'll give you this, Eric. You can scratch off Munich. <laughs> All yeah, right, bet. Exactly. I'm going to do it. I'm going to no, find the capital of Germany and scratch it off. Or not the capital. Just the, the capital of Germany would be Berlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Whatever, dude. That's why I'm not going back after this stupid ass trip. Oh, to where? Europe? No, Germany. Just Germany. You're not going to be in Germany. You're going to be in the Munich airport. I was actually, I'm actually have a layover to Serbia too. I was hoping to cross that bitch off too. But nope. I mean, we can move on from this conversation. I, you guys have scolded me enough. Jermaine, how many countries? Scolded? We were just talking about which country. You're such. Oh my goodness. Woe is you. Your life is so fucking difficult all the time. Oh my goodness. I'm asking him what countries he's been to, but I'm scolding him. All right, fuck it, Eric. Jermaine, Jermaine. Now, fuck you, Eric. How many countries have you been to? Oh, uh, Portugal, Spain, Latvia, Norway. Uh, London. Well, not London. England. Diego Seychelles, Singapore, uh, Qatar, Bahrain. Damn, you might have me beat. Uh, Japan. I stopped counting. Mm. I don't know how many that is. Guam. Guam ain't a country. Seychelles. You already said the Seychelles. I did say, of course I said the Seychelles. Oh, Dominican Republic, Mexico. That's That's good. Canada. 
Mm, oh, I need to go somewhere in South America. I ain't been to the South of America. The South of America. The South of the America. <laughs> All right, and get us into the batting average update. It's it's looking a little sad now. Then we'll go head to head pop culture pick. Uh, All right. Present. Let's get here. Here we go. Can you guys get a good view of that? Or is it a little bit bigger? You know what? I'm not even going to ask. I'm not, I'm not even going to ask. A little bit more. All right. So uh, Luis is now down to 350. Um, and Freddie Freeman is at 340. So it looks like my bet that Freddie Freeman finishes the season as the leader uh, is tracking good. So we'll see. We'll see. Did you lock it in? Uh, I, did, I put it in a sheet, but I didn't put it in the locks. So let me go add it to the locks right now. Mm. All right. Look at that. Cody Bellinger, bottom five, baby. I was, dude, I was, dude, get out of my head. I was about to say, dude, the reason the Cubs are even close is because Cody Bellinger is hitting 320. He's been playing lights out for us, dude. Justin Steele, Cy Young candidate. Cody Bellinger, MVP candidate. All right. That's, uh, so that, that wraps up the batting average. We'll talk about uh, head-to-head now. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, so last week was week 33. Uh, Jermaine uh, went two and one. Uh, he put all three parlays in, so he hit two parlays, missed one, putting him at 38 and 55 on the season, uh, down 11.4 units. Uh, fucking Nick hit a plus 380 home run bet, but he did miss on his two other two bets, putting him at one and two. He's 36. Uh, 55 and two on the season at plus 2.5. Uh, I went, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. I went two and one, uh, putting me at 36, 57 at the, uh, and down 9.3 on the season. And Nevada went one and two, putting him at 32, 57 and one down 10.3 units on the season. So close. So close to the nuclear bomb hitting head to head. Yeah. No one was scared. It was just one home run, right? Because Castellanos and the homie hit. Crazy. Not even uh, not even Japan was scared this time, Nick. No. All right, let's get into head-to-head. <laughs> Pop culture pick them, you mean? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. Today's topic is top five players to never win a title. So we're going to go 20 deep. Nevada has the luxury since he's – not on here frequent enough to get first pick. Nevada, who are you going? 101 in the first. 1.01 is going to be Barry Bonds. That's a good pick. Yeah. It's a good pick. I, I, I purposely stacked my uh, my MLB because I knew that that one was going to be picked. Great, great first pick. Uh, so I have the second pick. Nick has a third pick, and Eric will uh, double tap on the turn. I'll go ahead and take. Oh, man. I'll go. <laughs> Eric, I'm going to do it to you, bro. Nah, I'm just messing with you, dog. <laughs> I'll take Ichiro Suzuki. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I was going to take Alan Iverson purely to fuck with Eric, but. Oh, that would have been a good one. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go Cristiano Ronaldo. World Cup, I'm guessing. World Cup, you are correct. Got it. Didn't deserve one anyway. All right, uh, I'll go Alan Iverson, <laughs> obviously, with my first pick. It's because Eric is in Portugal. Is <laughs> in Portuguese, that's why. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh my God, dude. We're doing these shenanigans again. All right, so I'm going to do Alan Iverson. Ooh, so sensitive. Uh, as my first pick, just, I mean, childhood hero. And then I'm going to go with 
Could have had one with the Nuggets. I'm going to go with Randy Moss. That's a good Randy Moss oh. is a good pick. Damn. Damn. This stuff is going away pretty quick. I'm going to, I think I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to burn one of my good ones here. Uh, I'll go Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, for my second pick. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's getting hit. Everybody's, yeah, everybody picked all the good ones. Uh, I'll go. Give me Dan Marino. Yeah, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Dan this is Marino. like my fantasy AKA... football draft. Like everything's stolen. <laughs> AKA uh, 1980s Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're still doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's my shtick for the next 10 years. <laughs> Nevada double pick to you. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Danny and Tomlinson. Ooh. Great pick. That'll hurt my heart. And the 2007 Chargers didn't even make the playoffs despite I having the number one offense and number one defense. Fucking bums, yeah, I, dude. I don't know how they do that. Um. <laughs> Landanian. This one, <laughs> I was looking at it too. <laughs> uh, all right, Eric. I'll go with. Uh, all, right, all right. Third, I'll go with uh, Tracy McGrady. That is uh damn. That one hurt. <laughs> Tracy McGrady made me a little sad, dude. <laughs> it's back to me, right? Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and take uh, Derek Rose. Yeah, that's <laughs> you had to at least stab the knife in your own back. One of us was going to do it. Might as well take take it now, huh? Wait, who'd you uh, say? Sorry, I spaced out. Derek Rose, of course. Uh, I'll take Barry Sanders. Fire pick. I'm going to take, since he's up for the hole, and I hope he gets in, I'm going to take Vince Corder. Damn. And then I'm going to follow that up with this. I just watched this sick-ass documentary. So I'm going to go with the Tim Dynamite Tebow. Kid. No, <laughs> Could you go with Eric? Dynamite, Dynamite. Kid. Yeah, should have won titles. Didn't. <laughs> uh, so with the fucking pro wrestler on this list? What that? Well, we're not going to start that debate. But yes, these I mean, motherfuckers are athletes, and there's titles on the line. I mean, maybe it's all, <laughs> it's all fake anyway. Um, Let me hit you. I with the will, chair, see I will pick. Uh, all right. <laughs> Only if I get to drop you off a ladder onto a bed of nails. Oof, that'll be fun. All right, go ahead, Nick. Uh, I'll take Reggie Miller. I feel like Reggie Miller was like always there. Solid pick. Yeah, Reggie Miller just happened to play against Jordan. Yeah. Um I'll go ahead and take right here Tony Gwen. Damn, oh, dude. That's a, a great bitch. pick. That's a great pick, dude. I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna get that till uh to be senior, right? <laughs> is there a toy is there There is a senior and a junior. Eric just likes to be uh problematic oh, with this. Yeah. Tony, Tony Gwen's his guy. Oh yeah, I remember Tony Gwynn Jr. He is a guy. <laughs> and just likes to be problematic here. 
Now I'm just I'm just storing players away for immaculate grid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's our generation's yeah. it's our generation's uh, crossword puzzle. That's right. Nevada, you got a double tap to round out your list here, brother. Perfect. Uh, these last two are gonna play almost twenty plus seasons. First one I'm gonna go with is one of the greatest defensive players of all time, Bruce Smith. Lost Ooh. the 90 Super Bowl, 91 Super Bowl, 92 Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah, and 93 that's a Super really, Bowl. That might be that might be one of the best picks, actually. I mean uh, and <laughs> do we own four or four straight years? It's a pretty good shot, I'd say. <laughs> and then uh my last one, 24 years, Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb, that's nice. Weren't the Boston the Boston Red Sox were garbage when Ty Cobb played for him, weren't they? Um, I have no clue. Never mind. He played know. for the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, baseball expert here, guys. <laughs> Self-appointed expert. All right, so it's back to me, and I'd be remiss if I didn't take a Chicago Cub. There's 108 years to pick from, <laughs> so. I said that. Uh, Go. Uh, so I, I was thinking of, you know, Sammy Sosa is my guy. Ooh. Alfonso Soriano, although I'm not sure if Alfonso won with anyone else, but I don't think he did. But I'm going to go with Ernie Banks. It's mm, a good pick. I think the Cubs were trash when Ernie Banks played there. Also, I said the Tigers were trash. They made it to three straight World Series with Todd Cobb. Yeah, Ernie Banks was – on a terrible Cubs team, but at least he, uh, <laughs> at least he was amazing, bro. Yeah. Peep this, peep this stat for you. Ready? Banks played most of his career on terrible Cubs teams that finished a collective 452 and a half games out of first. <laughs> Those are Rockies numbers. Wow. He was so good. He was so good that he was twice the MVP on sub 500 teams. Oh. Six of his teams yeah, finished with re- winning records. And that was, and <laughs> his last five seasons were five of those six. Oh, Jesus. Back when he was just, he's like, I don't care about winning anymore. I'm just trying not to die. Uh, all right. So I'm going to round up my list. I tried to make uh, as, as uh, go pick one from each sport as much as possible. Uh, this will probably appeal to, to Nevada and Jermaine, maybe. But my final pick, I'm going to go with Roberto Luongo. Damn. He's the only Ooh. goalie, only goalie in the top five wins all time who doesn't have a Stanley Cup. That's a deep pull, dude. He might be the top. He might be the only goalie who doesn't have multiple Stanley Cups in the top five. Can I spell that right? L-U-O-N-G-O? Hey, that a boy. Yeah. That is correct, sir. Got a boy. Check it. Uh, take a ch- take a look at Nevada's second pick. Then uh, while you're at it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll fix that in a sec. Spells Luongo <laughs> right. <laughs> friggin' friggin' Landanian Calrissian over there. <laughs> I just typed too fast, dude. A former pilot of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> dude, also, also Jermaine's yeah. name, Jamian. Uh, whatever, dude. I was typing and moving fast, bro. <laughs> Shit happens, man. Damn. 
Yo, I Maine is a you. Maine is a five letter state in the U.S. You should never ever misspell that. Fucking. He wouldn't know. He hasn't been able to check it off his map. <laughs> That's just oh, never been there. Damn. He doesn't know how to spell it. That's cold blooded. We're in fucking minute twenty. Already getting callbacks to this episode. <laughs> All, right, All right, close it out for us, brother. Uh, so I have two that I want to put here. I caught one at the end of his career, even though I think I should put him. I'm gonna go Steve Nash and make the other one my honorable mention. I almost went Steve Nash like five times. <laughs> all right, all right. What's and what's your what's your honorable mention? Uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah, the round mounder rebound. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm my honorable mention. I'm going to go Carl Malone and Jerome Aginla. Nah, dude, Carl Malone is a dirt bag. Uh, I'm glad he didn't win a title. <laughs> John Stockton, though. John Stockton, that one hurt. I feel like I have to say this. I agree that Carl Malone is a terrible person. <laughs> Yeah, he is. I stand with Jermaine in calling Carl Malone a terrible person. Also phenomenal at basketball. I know Eric disagrees, maybe. That's not I I, I 100 think he's a terrible person, you big one. <laughs> Show us your poster you have of him in your room. <laughs> yeah. It's not a poster, dude. That's poster. right. <laughs> Why did you say it like it was something else? It is something it's else. It's not a poster, it's a trading card, Jermaine. Gosh. No. Nah, it's a it's a life board. It's a life size replica blow up dog of Carl. Blow up dog. Blow up dog. Blow up doll. Of Carl. Six foot. I just have a six foot eleven blow up doll in my room. <laughs> Eric just needs six eleven, you know, of man to hug while he's sleeping, bro. He just he big spoons me, bro. He big spoons me. Carl, <laughs> oh boy did we read back the lists uh no i can go through it so uh top five players to never win a title nevada had the first pick he went barry bonds ladanian tomlinson tracy mcgrady bruce smith and ty cobb jermaine had a second pick with ichiro dan marino Derek rose tony gwynn senior and ernie banks uh nick with the third went cristiano ronaldo ken griffey jr barry sanders reggie miller and roberto luongo and I'll close this out. Allen Iverson, Randy Moss, Vince Carter, the Dynamite Kid, and Steve Nash. Bro, what is – do you know who Dynamite Kid is? I just told you. I watched a documentary on him the other night, and it's the first time I ever heard anything about him. And all I know is I saw Bret Hart and a bunch of other people be like, this dude's the greatest of all time. He should have won chips. All right. What's his name? I don't know his name. They just kept calling him Dynamite Kid. I think it's like Paul or Thomas or something like that. What it's about Dynamite. the generals from uh, Globetrotters? Oh, good point. <laughs> The Washington Generals, titleless. Yeah, yeah. It it, it is uh, Thomas Billington, by the way, Eric. Oh, there we go. See, I, it was in there somewhere, but they just Who's kept calling him the Dynamite Kid. Do you know what who a, is what a non wrestling name? Yeah, exactly. That's why he went by Dynamite Kid. Do you know? <laughs> do you know? Coming to is, the ring, Thomas Billington. Do you know who his cousin is, Eric? Uh, I do not actually. They didn't. I didn't see that in the documentary. Lord, is he, is he a famous current wrestler or old famous wrestler? Well, I mean, obviously old since they were cousins together. Would it be Dusty one of the hearts? Uh, so he is – he married into the Hart family. He married into the Hart family. Takes I mean, a lot of heart to do that. It's a dead giveaway. Hmm? Uh, are you just not going to guess? Davy Boy Smith, British Bulldog? Uh, yeah, I didn't know that was his cousin. Yeah. I had no idea. Just putting you on some inside baseball. Yep. Oh, shout out, shout out the heart dungeon. Go ahead, Nick. 
Speaking of documentaries, have you guys finished uh, no. Swamp Kings? No, I haven't even started it. No. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I heard. And so my thing is the the like everyone coming back. Yeah, everyone just pretty much said it was. It's not what we wanted Here's, from yeah. from that okay. documentary. Okay. All right. This is what I will say about the documentary before you before you watch it. We can get into specifics when you watch it. It should have been a thirty for thirty. Yes, yeah. what they put out should have it, been a thirty for thirty. It is if you if I didn't know. So Untold has put out great documentaries. They are they are great at what they do. This fell way short of the mark. I know how successful Florida was. You don't have to remind me how successful the Florida Gators were. I want to know about all the other shit. I want the in spite of. Right. Right. 40. Yeah. What was it, what's the stat? 41 players got arrested from that team. <laughs> they mentioned, like they, 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 yeah, they slow. They, they mentioned like Urban Meyer being like, and the whole thing is like, it, it, it the, the documentary looks like Urban Meyer giving a tour of all his houses. Like every different yeah. shot you see is Urban Meyer in a different glass house. You're like, Urban Meyer, you're rich. I get it. I understand. You friggin' got the issue shots. Yeah. With bars of 20 year olds on your lap. That's, yeah. I would have been like, that's the documentary I want to see. Yeah. Bring yeah. in, bring in Florida co eds and just have Urban Meyer be like, which one of these did you sleep with? The, the, thing, the thing that I took away from it, and not to give any spoilers, but like everything that was talked about, I knew. We right. lived through it. We fucking saw like the Tebow tears. We saw the championship. Like right. we knew all that. We knew Urban Meyer turned his head really far the other way when shit happened. But they did not go into any detail. Whatever, dude. Well, because it was it was it, the, you look at the cast that they have, and it was basically Urban Meyer jerking himself off the whole time. And to like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I did. I did push him really hard, and 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 they did respond because I'm such a good football coach. However. <laughs> Uh, episode two, hashtag Riley Cooper sighting. Yep. <laughs> and that's that's okay. So Jermaine, watch it. I think I still got. I think I, I think I got like two episodes left. That doesn't make me want to watch it. Everything you yeah. just said uh, yeah, makes no. me not want to watch it. I can I, gonna can, be- I, can I say one thing that I saw in the documentary that made me no. Crack thank you for asking. All right, bet. <laughs> yeah, what? Eric? So there's they talk about. Urban Meyer, how he turned his head the other way. And then it comes back to him and they ask him about it. And one player that he cut in his lifetime ended up like going back to the streets and dying. So he talks about it like, I will never kick a kid off the team. Like, you know, because they send him back to the streets and then they die. And it's like, or you're just hiring murderers to try to win national championships. Like, let's just talk about that for a second. But whatever. Fucking Urban Meyer. Punk ass motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, if if okay here's the here's the thing so far i've watched a couple of untold documentaries and there seems to be a common theme of like taking these guys who are bad characters and basically telling their story but what i've learned is that they haven't really learned anything so i think untold doc the, the documentarians might be the might be trolling these guys because i got done with this i got I, I i've been watching this florida documentary i watched the johnny manzel one i'm like Man, these guys haven't learned anything. I I, I don't like I, I like Johnny Manziel less now. I think I told you guys on the podcast after watching it, he's still worth seven million dollars. Of course he hasn't learned anything. Yeah, I don't like him. I'm, I'm actually just never a fan. So Urban Meyer has 25 houses. Of course he didn't learn anything. 
25 yeah. houses. <laughs> every, Fucking... every shot, he's in a different house. Urban Meyer, you know what we got to look into? How much money Urban Meyer really walked away from, from the Jacksonville Jaguars? Urban Meyer. Because I'm pretty sure they still have to pay those contracts even after firing them. Well, they his, buy him out. His up-to-date net worth is 35 M's. Yeah, it's not as much oh. as I thought it was. It's a lot of M's, dude. Okay, so he hasn't been paid anything by Jacksonville yet because they're uh, litigating. Well, yeah, because he they they fired him for cause. Oh, so they're trying to not pay so they're, him. They're anything. trying to not pay him. He had fifty million. He had around fifty million left on his contract. Ooh. So fifty million remaining on his contract. Uh, Shad Khan said Meyer Meyer was fired with cause. In Khan's eyes, but Meyer's legal team disagrees. Uh, several months later, the contract dispute has been let has been uh, unresolved. Well, shocker, Urban Meyer disagrees. He thinks yeah. he should just be able to kick people. Right, <laughs> a fifty million dollar kick. Except kicking, <laughs> except kick kicking people off the team, because then they go to the streets. I mean, maybe he maybe he misunderstood what the role of the kicker was. Maybe he has a history of kicking kickers. Because he just thought, you know, that's the role they fulfill on the team. Hmm. That's why their position was called kicker. Exactly. Oh, it's interesting. Well, you know, I, th- I, you know what? Free Urban. He's just a tortured soul. Hashtag Free Urban, bro. He's just tor- tortured soul in his oh Bible. Oh, tortured soul in his ninety-five houses. Damn, I thought Cody had that. Sorry. Watch the Cubs game <laughs> for those of you listening and hearing my grunts. <laughs> big time series, big time series. Anyways, so that wraps up our – actually, no, it does not. I'm going to pause here and turn it over to the uh, dual executive producers. And, uh, Nick, they have a little game for us that I don't really know much about. So Ooh. hopefully they hopefully they've, <laughs> they've hashed out the details before we got live. Good. So <laughs> after they talk, we'll know even less. Gentlemen, over to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nevada. Do you want to explain it, or do you want to just give me give them a simple uh, explanation here, see if they catch it? Yeah. <laughs> so, you just ask Nevada if he wants to explain it, or he wants to explain it. No, or does he want me to? Gave do it? The same. No, I did. I said. Did you, want, did you guys not hear? Do you want to explain it, or do you want me to explain it to them simply? No, you did not say. Or you said, or do you want to explain it? So you no, said, no, no, Nevada. No, no, do you want to explain it? No, no, no. All right, go ahead, Nevada. Let's let's just get this done. All right. So you guys may have seen it. Um, it's a kind of an interesting concept. It's basically called the blind five. So you have to rank whatever the category is. There's five uh, entries in that category, and you have to rank them. And where you put them is where they stick at. So you know. Say, for example, the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and first one is out there is Marino, and you put him at two, he's stuck at two. Everybody else has to filter in one through five. Does that make sense? It does. I'm not sure. Nick, did you catch that? No, explain it again. Sorry. Kane, of course, because nobody can be calm. <laughs> so <they're>, explain, <laughs> explain this again. Yes. So the category will be presented to you and Jermaine, uh, okay. five uh, five entries in that category. You're going to rank them one through five, but as soon as you put somebody in a slot, say like number two, nobody else can jump up and be number two. So you can't you won't go know back the category in front either. 
Okay. We won't we won't know the category. We won't know the list of five, but we have to order these pl- players or people in a list Correct. of five. Got so it. it's just going to be and, here's the category and just one by one, and you have to decide is that a one through five spot? Okay. Is there is there a right or wrong order? No, it's just it's just. No. I mean, it just, you have to be careful with how you do it because I could throw a curveball at you guys and put like Geno Smith in there. Like you know what I mean? So you just got to be careful on how you how you do that, all right? Why is Geno Smith getting slandered? Because he's not one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and it was just the first name that popped in my head, to be honest with you. Uh, top five fantasy finish at that position. Okay. <laughs> he could be. And I traded him away for fucking must ride. <laughs> you said peanuts. <laughs> Let me get some peanuts. <laughs> I score beer. <laughs> All right. So I'm not going to give you any. I'm just going to start with um, the first entry here. So I'm going to go Zombieland. All right, Nick. What do you think? What do you think this uh, question they're asking us is? We're we're going to work together, right? We have to. Yeah, you can work together. Yeah, of course. Okay. So uh, Zombieland's the first one. Who picked? You guys picked this category. Nevada and I have made a list of different categories and five different it's ones. It's Woody Harrelson movies. I So that was my first. Get first out of my head. <laughs> was Woody Harrelson. Second, second, I was thinking uh, 2000s comedies. Ooh. And it can't be, it can't be. Uh, I, I think with either of those, we're, we're pretty solid ranking it like four <laughs> or five. Uh, dude, I love Zombieland though, but 2000s comedies are stacked. Let's right. go. I'm good anywhere three to five. Let's go five. Okay. Zombieland five? Yeah. All right. Next, we have Shaun of the Dead. Zombie movies. Shaun, I, dude, I, I love Shaun of the Dead. It's one of my favorite movies. Shaun of the Dead is very, very good. What's the. Uh... Hot Fuzz is the police. One, Hot right? Fuzz is so funny. Um, man, if it's zombie zo- movie, if it's zombie movie, Shaun of the Dead moves up for me. Yeah, there's a lot of bad zombie movies. I say, oh man, I say, I, so I, I, I say two or three because if Twenty Eight Days Later is on this list, that's the number one zombie. Movie. If and my thing is, is if if it's zombie movies, the list is already wrong because Zombieland right. is better right. than Shaun of the Dead. Oh, uh, I, I I disagree with you, but I'll go four. I would say three. Let's say three. all right, three, three. It is. Son of the dead at three. All right, next we're gonna go the crazies. I've never seen that movie. Five. <laughs> you already got Zombie Land at five. Four, I guess. Four, yeah. I guess. I don't Four. even know what the hell. Who's in that movie? Um, I've only seen it once when I was a kid, and I hated it. So, because what's it about? <laughs> it's the uh, story where all the water gets infected, and they slowly the town slowly turns into zombies. Oh, that sounds awful. That? Why is that? Why is that on this list? That sounds like an awful movie. Because <laughs> it's all like, like, we do what we want. This yeah, is, I mean you're right. I'm just saying you picked a rip. That just tells you the quality of zombie movies. Did we did we just rank the best two zombie movies way too low? They, they gave us option three, 
And it's a movie we haven't even one, seen. One of them is going to be a romantic zombie movie. I know it is. I'm going to have to put it number fucking one. Oh, it's oh, it's going to be like... It's that what's the what's the movie that came out like five or six years yeah, ago? It's gonna be like where he where he turns into a human because he loves her or something. Oh yeah, that yeah. movie that movie looked terrible. I Dude, you guys gonna make me put it one. You sons. Is of it me. Zombieland? Sort of got a romantic side to it. Maybe. What's your next pick? <laughs> uh, next, next pick is gonna be Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, it's number one for me. Number one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zombieland is a love story because of Woody Harrelson and Twinkies. Right. Right. Yeah, 28 Days Later is not a zombie movie. Again, it's an infection movie. Okay. Right? And it's amazing. Right. And then lastly, at your number two spot, you guys have World War Z. Said, that's not a bad list. That's not a I bad hate, list. I hate it. I haven't even seen one of these movies. Actually, I haven't seen World War Z either. Now I, 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 I walked I know, out of that. I didn't expect that. I, I so I, I'll try to like do the most like when I do movies and stuff. I'll try to do the most common ones. I thought the crazies was a common one. I remember the there's a scene with this dude has a pitchfork and he's like stabbing his dude in the neck. It's just it fucked me up when I was a kid. So that's why I hate that movie. But just I, just get like one or two extras in case we haven't seen. All right, good talk. I'll I'll make sure I add extras just in case. Yeah, get, but I mean, and then if you if you're gonna add extra or get six of them, get six of them and give us an honorable mention category. Uh yeah, so the um, let us know if you guys have seen the crazies and if it's good enough for me and Nick to go watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no. we'll, Netflix. We'll, Netflix. Oh yeah, Zombieland should have been higher up. Yeah, Zombieland should have been higher up. Yeah, I would have. I would have probably put What's... World War. I would have put Crazies Five, World War Z Four. I mean, Zombieland and Shaun of the Dead are pretty comparable. Zombieland 3, Shaun of the Dead 2, 28 Days Later. Yeah. If if I had known the, the list. Yeah. yeah. I, That's, fun. I'm start- That's fun. That's fun. That's good. I'm starting to see, like, images in my head that maybe I worked at the movie theater when the craziest was out. <laughs> I think you did, bro. I, I think yeah. I think I, I think I, I know what – I think I know what movie oh, you're, you might yeah, be talking about. Oh, yeah, I remember. Uh, I, re- I just looked up the poster. Timothy Oliphant's in this? Yeah. I think I, I know what movie you're talking about. I don't think I've seen it, though. Or I've seen, like... Did you say Timothy Oliphant? Yeah. yeah. Nice gunslinger in Hollywood, dude. Oh, yeah, I remember yep. this. Yeah. HBO yeah, Max. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. I don't think I ever watched this movie, but... Yeah, I remember. I knew this is. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely add honorable mentions for. Future I've seen. Base. I've seen this poster before. Yeah. Oh, I, I've heard of this movie at least. Yeah. Never watched it. I though. probably have watched it. Well, I watched like so. I had to do like theater checks, so I'd walk in and check to see if people were on their phone or whatever. I really hand checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one hundred percent hand checks. I re- I really just watch movies. I started getting comfortable towards the end. It was like, well, when I would walk in, I would just sit in an open chair. <laughs> my broom yeah, and dust. No, my broom, my broom and dustpan would be right next to me, and, if, and people would come in and grab me. If you're a movie store store manager, you have to a lot for that time, right? You're <laughs> hiring teenagers. They're gonna be high and they're gonna watch movies. Like you, that's built into your workforce. <laughs> Not a good movie store manager if you're like, where are my teenagers? <laughs> smoking out back or watching the movie. Go find them. 
Why aren't they taking their career seriously? <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> This is the uh, one movie theater in like 25 miles. They're going to be okay. All right. So that wraps up Blind Five. First ever. First ever on this podcast. Blind Five. Uh, today's topic was what? Top five zombie movies or 2000 zombies movies? It was zombie movies. I didn't necessarily, like, we didn't necessarily get the top ones of all time. We just got five random ones to, uh, you know, try to mess with it a little bit so I'll, I'll, we'll get more lists we'll get more stuff coming and then hopefully we can uh get a good flow with it and then uh it'll be a nice little segment we got what's the oldest movie on that one 28 days later is old yeah probably I'm sorry days. sorry what's I the, of the dead would be the oldest what's the newest one so 2013 world war z is the newest one probably unless zombie land yeah. came out after that zombie days. land was 2009 28 okay. days later was 2002 shot of the dead was like 2006 Oh, 2004. Shout out to that. Mm. All right. I was just curious. Let's go ahead and get into today's main topic. The AFC South Futures, the penultimate of the 2023 NFL Futures Showcase that Room 303 is going with. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are projected to win this division by a long run. Can you uh, scroll that real quick so I can see the Jaguars line? Yeah, zoom into. Please. <laughs> Don't listen to it. There you go. Is the Jaguars not on there? Why isn't it? There it is. There it is. Okay. I can't see the Jaguars. Are the Jaguars in, the Jaguars in frame? <laughs> so Jacksonville finished 9-8 and eight last year. That's good enough for first in the division. Tennessee Titans rounded out the order at second, 7-10. Colts, 4-12-1. Texans, 3-13-1. And it's not going to get any better. Uh, without further ado, give us the odds for the first team, Eric. Uh, so Jacksonville, uh, Super Bowl odds plus 2,500. Uh, to win the division, they are the favorites at minus 155. To make the playoffs, minus 195. To miss, plus 165. And their line is set at nine and a half. All right, sweet. So I'll go ahead and read off some of the departures, arrivals, and draftees. Uh, departures for the Jaguars, running back Daryl Henderson, wide receiver Marvin Jones, tight ends Dan Arnold, Chris Martinez, tackles Blake Hanson, Jawan Taylor, edges Arden Key, and Dwayne Smoot, D-lineman Corey Peters, and quarterback cornerback Shaquille Griffin. Arrivals, quarterback C.J. Beathard, running back Dearness Johnson, tight end Evan Ingram, tackle Josh Wells, D-lineman Michael Dogby and Adam Gotsis. D-lineman uh, Roy Robertson-Harris. Cornerback Trey Herndon and safety Andrew Wingard. Uh, in the draft, Jacksonville Jaguars found themselves flush with picks. Uh, first round, Anton Harrison tackle out of Oklahoma. Round two, they took Brenton Strange, tight end Penn State. Round three, take Bigsby running back Auburn. Round four, they took Ventrell Miller linebacker Florida and Tyler Lacey edge out of Oklahoma State. Round five, Yasir Abdullah. Edge out of Louisville, Antonio Johnson, cornerback, Texas A&M. Round six, Parker Washington, wide receiver, Penn State. Christian Braswell, cornerback, Rutgers. And Eric Hallett, the second, safety out of Pittsburgh. And in round seven, they took Cooper Hodges, at tackle out of Appalachian State. Raymond Vahesiak, defensive tackle, North Carolina. And Derek Parrish, edge out of Houston. My goodness, it's like a whole new team they drafted. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Jags open up week one at the Colts then they play 
technically four home games, but I'll explain why it's technically uh, two home games versus the Chiefs versus the Texans. Uh, then they play the Falcons and the Bills in Frankfurt, in London, sorry. So they play them in London. Uh, they play the Falcons in, in Wembley, and they play the Bills uh, in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So I assume that they would stay out there uh, over week week four. Week four, week five, assume that, that they would stay out there. Then they play another home game against the Colts. Two road games, Saints and Pittsburgh. Week nine, bye week. Two home games, 49ers and Titans. At the Texans versus the Bengals. At the Browns versus the Ravens. At the Buccaneers versus the Panthers. And at the Titans to end the year. Gentlemen, your thoughts on this schedule. Nick, real quick, I have a question. Since they're going to Frankfurt, did they get a mark off Germany on their map? Uh, well, they're not going to Frankfurt, technically. They may fly through Frankfurt. But yes, they are oh. staying two weeks there, so they get to mark off the entire country of England. Of, of England? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Nevada. Great question. <laughs> great question. Uh, I think it's a pretty great schedule for a first-place team from the year prior. Oh, shit. Uh, I think they benefited greatly from drawing the NFC South this year, right? Uh, that's literally a toss-up division in its own right. Saints, Panthers, Bucks, Falcons, or sorry, excuse me, <clears throat> Except they came over me, Falcons. Um, but they do play the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. That's part of their first place finish. And they have the unfortunate circumstance of drawing the AFC North as their AFC division this year, which is arguably going to be the most competitive in football. And, you know, the Titans were awful last year and still won seven games, right? They got hit by a ton of injuries. They added DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so I would say it's not one of the worst schedules I've seen. It's not one of the best, but this nine and a half line is as perfect as you can set it. Uh, I'm go, I'm, go ahead. I, I would disagree. I'm, I'm hammering the over here for Jacksonville. I think, I think Indy got worse. I, I know it's not possible. I think Houston got worse. I know it's it doesn't look very possible. Uh, I don't think Tennessee is better. They may be the same. And those collective energy goes funnels its all the way up to, to the top, Jacksonville. I do agree nine and a half is a great line. Um, I'm just I, saying Houston and Indianapolis, Indianapolis won four and three games last year, respectively, right? Yeah. But they are adding the one and two overall picks to this division. Both quarterbacks, both important divisions, right? Houston, new coach. Uh, Two two and three. Who's number one? Panthers. Oh, yeah. The Panthers don't count. Um, And they added new coaches as well, right? So, D'Amico Ryan's first year head coach for the the Texans. I forget which one of the Eagles. Yeah, Steichen, right? Steichen, Steichen. Uh, He took over the Colts. I think these teams are going to be much more competitive than people give them credit for. Uh, You've convinced me. Houston Texans Super Bowl odds give it to me. (laughs) No, I'm just – what I'm saying is I don't think they got worse, right? The Colts no longer have to start 
one of Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, Sam Ellinger, right? Like, they don't have to start those guys anymore. That's incredible to say those first three names and say they don't have to start those guys. Which is incredible. So they don't have to start them, right? Like, we've we've been through the General Mills experiment down in Houston. Uh, We don't have to do that anymore, right? There's young wide receiver talent on the outside for both these teams. Uh, there's young running back talent. Well, RIP Jonathan Taylor, who knows what the hell is going on there. <laughs> so I would just say, I don't think they're, I don't think they're worse. Right. But I'm going to go with Nick. I think by nature of playing in this division, that over 10 wins is kind of gifted to them. Um, I'll have them as well to win the division and obviously yes, to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll just kind of go through here. Uh, Jacksonville is the only team that wins the division. That's reflected in the minus 155 line. I don't have anybody else making the playoffs. Um, so that's that's pretty much it. I do, shockingly enough, though, have a surprise as we move through these teams. Okay. All right. So uh, Nevada, thoughts on Jacksonville? You have the over? I do. I have the over as well. Um, I'll get a couple of things. I don't know. I didn't hear it when you're rattling it off, Jermaine, but they also have Calvin Ridley. Um, so oh, yeah. They added him. They added him last year. So I guess that's why he's not on the list. But that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So hopefully he bets on his overs because um, I think he'll do well there. Uh, the second year with Dougie <laughs> Peterson, who's done well. Obviously, we saw what he did with Philly and Carson Wentz. I mean, basically made Wentz into an MVP. Um, I think the biggest thing going for them, kind of like what you guys have already mentioned, is their schedule. Obviously, their division is probably the weakest one in football. Um, but their hardest games are pretty much at home. The only one that's away is Buffalo Bills in week five. Other than that, they have the Chiefs at home. Um, they have 49ers at home. They have the Bengals at home. And they have the Ravens at home. So I think they could go three and two or four and one with those um obviously the bills in buffalo is going to be tough but at least it's early in the year so uh but yeah overall i'm definitely going to take the over uh and it's overseas that buffalo game yeah the buffalo game is is that one is okay yeah that's in that's our second game in jolly old england oh very well yeah over All right, so the second place team from last year was the seven and ten Tennessee Titans. Uh, give us their odds, Eric. Oh uh, yeah, so Titans uh, Super Bowl odds plus eight thousand uh, to win the division plus three fifty to make the playoffs plus two fifty to miss the playoffs minus three hundred, and their line has been set at seven and a half. Seven and a half. All right, so bear with me as I get through these departures. <laughs> they lost about half their football team. Uh, so you can go ahead and hit that little convenient 15-second forward button if you don't want to hear these departures starting now. They lost quarterback Joshua Dobbs, running back Dontrell Hilliard, wide receivers Chris Connolly, Col- Cody Hollister, Robert Woods, tight ends Austin Hooper and Jeff Swain, tackles LaRaven Clark, Taylor Lewan, guards Dennis Daly and Nate Davis, center Ben Jones, edges Bud Dupree and Demarcus Walker, D-linemen, Mario Edwards Jr. and Kevin Strong, linebackers Dylan Cole, Zach Cunningham, David Long, Terrell Basham, cornerbacks Lonnie Johnson Jr., Greg Mabin, 
Terrence Mitchell, safeties Andrew Adams, Joshua Kalua, and kicker Randy Bullock. They added uh, wide receivers DeAndre Hopkins and Chris Moore and Nick Westbrook-Akine. Tackle Andre Dillard, guard Daniel Brunskill, center Corey Levin, D-lineman Arden Key, linebackers Aziz Alshiari and Ben Neiman, cornerback Sean Murphy-Bunting, and long snapper Morgan Cox. In the first round, they added Peter Skaronsky, tackle out of Northwestern. In the second, they added Will Levis, quarterback out of Kentucky. In the third, they added Ty J. Spears, running back out of Tulane. In the fifth, they added Josh Wiley, tight end from Cincinnati. In the sixth, they added Jalen Duncan, tackle out of Maryland. And in the seventh, they added Colton Dowell, wide receiver, Tennessee Martin. So these Tennessee Titans open the season at New Orleans, then versus the Chargers at Cleveland versus Cincinnati at the Colts. They played Baltimore in jolly old England, a week seven by um, versus the Falcons, then three straight away games uh, against the Steelers or at, at Pittsburgh, at Tampa Bay, at Jacksonville, two home games against the Panthers, against the Colts at the Dolphins home against the Texans and the Seahawks at the Texans. And then they end the season uh, versus Jacksonville. Thoughts on this schedule, gentlemen? Uh, I don't think Tennessee can be upset. First, first glance. Oh yes. man, yeah. Go ahead. I don't think it's a terrible schedule. I think the team's just kind of a lackluster. Um, for me, uh, seven and a half is the line. That's a tough one. Um, I I have the Titans just barely sneaking over um, mostly because of the way they play where they're just going to muck it up and grind it out um, as long as Derrick Henry's is healthy. So I don't see much for this team. Obviously I don't see him in the playoffs, certainly not for the division. Um, but yeah, the schedule schedules all right, but I'm not thrilled. Yeah. I mean, I, I think these, the, the first, I'm going to say before the bye week is is going to define what kind of team the Titans are, right? You have a relatively easy schedule after the bye week, right? You have Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Carolina, Indianapolis, Houston twice. Like those are winnable games, right? But at the Saints, at the Browns, at the Colts divisional game, against the Chargers, against the Bengals, against Baltimore overseas. I mean, I don't think any of us would be shocked if I said that's the the Tennessee Titans with their roster, the players that they have, if they're going full in on this Will Levis project, they could be 0-6. If they stick with Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback, they could be 0-6, right? uh, It's not outlandish for me to say, the Titans are one and five or zero and six going into their bye week. Yeah, I don't. I I don't disagree uh, with that at all. I also think that we're way lower on the Titans that we should be. That being said, I'm going over. I'm going over. <laughs> I think that I think everything that could possibly be bad with the Titans has been experienced. Um, Ryan Tannehill had no offensive line and no wide receivers because they traded fucking AJ Brown. 
last year. And then they drafted Will Levis, and nothing good is coming out of camp on Will Levis. Um, Ryan Tannehill is going to be the quarterback this year. Derrick Henry is going to be balling this year, as usual. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has still got juice as long as the quarterback can get him the football, which I think Ryan Tannehill has. And we're in year two of Traylon Burks, who's practicing already. I think this team is significantly better, but the stink of last year, we can't get past. I love this seven and a half line. I think it's an outstanding bet. I will take Tennessee to be eight and nine, to maybe eke out nine wins, be above 500, but miss the playoffs. I, I, I think I think you're completely right. Mike Vrabel has been a coach of the Tennessee Titans for what six, seven years now. You 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 don't coach that long in the NFL if you don't know like how to find success, right? If Derrick Henry is healthy, right? This is a little foreshadowing for the props. If Derrick Henry is healthy, th- they don't need a quarterback. <laughs> Derrick Henry has proved that he can go for 1,513 touchdowns regardless of who's handing him the ball. So I, I agree with what you're saying, but I just want to put this out there. I just read this today, and I want to make sure you guys are aware of this um, for your picks. Uh, an NFC executive came out today and said that the Titans O-line might be the worst O-line put together heading into a season that he's seen in the last 10 years. They're going to be dead last, he thinks. I don't. I What? What? So what you just uh, let me flip this on you, Eric. Mm-hmm. Unnamed executive. Yeah, I mean they do that all the time. The un, un, unnamed executive is one of the other thirty-two guys, thirty-one guys that's competing against the Titans. Yeah, Derrick Henry has had this offensive line for three years. No, he lost his entire offensive line in this summer. They literally that was literally like you they read didn't have main... an offensive line last year. The yeah. offensive line was trash what? last year. Yeah. And he still was ran this, for 1,500 was, yards. Was this exec the Arizona Cardinals executive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, trying to, to deflect. Look, look, yeah. look. I, listen, I, Eric, I, I get what you're saying. And that's, you know, it It, it may be, matters. It matters. It, it matters. But there's about 10 good executives in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, there's sure. about 20 of them that are bad. My guess is that they got the one who's most willing to give an interview, and that's the 20 <laughs> bad ones. So <laughs> shut up and worry about your own offensive line, Arizona. Uh, there's, uh, there, there, there is the possibility that the offensive line sucks, but there's also the possibility that their coach can coach up an offensive line to make them serviceable. Is Ryan Tannehill the most Teflon quarterback in the league? No. I mean, he, get, he gets to go to, from Miami to Tennessee. He gets King Henry every single year. They draft his backup last year in uh, Malik Willis. Doesn't work out. Now they have Will <laughs> Levis. It ain't working out. And he's still just sitting there collecting $15, $20 million a year, just handing the wow. ball off. As, as is podcast tradition. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill uh, didn't have a good offensive line in Miami. Has had a good offensive line with Tennessee, I think, maybe one year. <laughs> so Ryan Tannehill yeah. has made $168 million in his career. Oh. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback. Yeah. I, I think he gets a raw deal everywhere he goes, personally. But uh, Will Levis is not a factor. Malik Willis is not a, not a factor. 
Those guys are not their long-term quarterback answer. Uh, Whoa. And maybe they throw the ball more to Derrick Henry. So the biggest concern is, I think maybe, Eric, you told me this, or maybe I just read it, but Derrick – Running backs who have over 320 touches the next year, the next year they always get hurt. Zero in the history of the NFL, running back that has had over 300 touches the following year does not play the full season. It's never happened, and they always have a numbers drop. But I'm assuming that has to do with them probably not getting 300 touches again and also missing <laughs> games. Derrick Henry 349. Nick Chubb. Look up Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb had like 330, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a, that's a little tidbit for you. I think – Oh, maybe we – well, hold on. How many receptions did he have? Oh, is that oh, – are we considering uh, – he had – 26. 27, yeah. So 329. 329, sorry. Yeah, 329. Yeah. And so that those, those are concerning variables – I don't bet based on injury. Like Derrick Henry had 33 receptions. And My man was out here 382 touches. They they were they're talking about throwing the ball to him more. So, uh, long story short, I'll take the over. No to make the playoffs. No to win division. And obviously, if they don't make the playoffs, fuck no on the Super Bowl. Uh, this whole division just book all four of them no in the Super Bowl. Although if Jacksonville wins, that'd be tight. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Jack, uh, Doug Peterson cut his own son today, so he might have been sacrificing to the gods for the Super Bowl, so we'll see. <laughs> oh, shit. How come you didn't lead with that, bro? All right, let me <laughs> sprinkle a little money at plus 2,500 for the Jaguars, dog. <laughs> Super Bowl, every, every Super Bowl loves a good blood sacrifice. <laughs> Tale is always time. All right, third place team last year is 4-12-1 Indianapolis Colts. Give us their odds, Eric. Uh, Super Bowl odds for the Colts is plus 10,000 to win the division plus 600 to make the playoffs plus 360 to miss the playoffs minus 450 and their line has been set at six and a half. All right so this should be a lot shorter you can still hit that 15 second fast forward button you'll probably get through departures and arrivals starting now. Uh, Colts lost quarterbacks Nick Foles and Matt Ryan wide receiver Paris Campbell tackles Dennis Kelly and Matt Pryor edges Ben Banagu. Banagu? I'm going to say Banigou. And Yannick Ngakwe. D-lineman Byron Cowart. Linebacker Bobby Okariki. Cornerback Brandon Fassion. And Stefan Gilmore. They lost safety Rodney McLeod. Punter Matt Hack. And kicker Chase McLaughlin. Uh, quarterback. They added quarterback Gardner Minshew. Tight end Farrell Brown. Wide receivers Isaiah McKenzie and Ashton Doolin. D-lineman Taven Bryan. Edges Samson Abumakam. And Tyquan Lewis. Linebacker EJ Speed, what a name! Kicker Matt Gay, and in the what a in name! The, <laughs> what a name. Oh. In, in the draft, they added Anthony Richardson in the first round, quarterback out of Florida. Round two, Julius Brent's cornerback, Kansas State. Round three, Josh Downs, wide receiver, North Carolina. Round four, Blake Freeland, tackle BYU. Adu Tamwa at a barway, defensive tackle, Northwestern. My goodness. That name would have kicked my ass. <laughs> Round five, they did Darius Rush, cornerback, South Carolina. Daniel Scott, safety, California. Will Mallory tied in Miami. They added in the sixth, Asim Richards, tackle North Carolina. Titus Leo, linebacker, Wagner. Sorry, I thought that was another person's name. And in round seven, they had uh, Jalen Jones, cornerback, Texas A&M, and Jake Witt, tackle Northern Michigan. 
<laughs> I did not know there was a Wagner college talk. <laughs> it's, it's Bobby Wagner. He started just for linebackers. <laughs> Wagner you, baby. Wagner you, baby. All right, so the Colts open the season uh, at home against the Jags. Then they play at Texans, at Ravens. Two home games, Rams and Titans. At the Jags, two home games, Browns and Saints. Uh, at the Panthers, they play New England in Frankfurt. There's the Frankfurt game. They have a week 11 bye week. Then they play Tampa Bay at home. Two road games, Titans and Bengals. They play the Steelers at home. They play at Falcons and two home games to end the year against the Raiders against the Houston Texans. Look, it's a rookie quarterback. (laughs) Rookie quarterbacks don't win football games. They lost Jonathan Taylor. Uh, there's not a whole lot of good vibes coming out of, you know, vibes coming out of uh, Colts camp. So I'm going under. Yeah, I, you know, Jermaine's rant at the beginning, it, it might have convinced me that the Colts didn't get worse. They might have gotten a little better with Anthony Richardson. I don't trust him. I think he's a less accurate, less mobile Cam Newton. And then for those of you who watched Cam Newton, that should scare you. Because Camden was not accurate. Uh, I, does this does this Colts team win seven games? Absolutely not. So yeah, under. Do they win six? Maybe. Probably if I, if you said the Colts team wins five, then I'd say, yeah, they can win five. Do they win six? I, it would surprise me if they won six, but okay. But they're not winning seven. Yeah, they're not winning. They're not winning seven games. It's not happening. In no world is that happening, especially when you don't have all-world tailback Jonathan Taylor for minimum first four games, right? They have a bye week. I believe the Colts have a – when's their bye week, Nick? Week, week 11. five. Week, week 11. 11, okay. Someone else had a week five bye week. Maybe it was Seattle. Um, yeah, dude, I don't – I don't there I don't think they're worse. They're for sure not any different than the 412 and 1 team though. <laughs> so um it'll be fascinating to watch. Anthony Richardson though, over 700 rush yards? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. All right, I, anyone else? I agree with, yeah, I agree with you guys. Um originally probably about a month and a half ago or so when I originally set my over-unders, I had them over, uh, but that was before all this Jonathan Taylor stuff really started to go downhill. So I got them under, um, I guess the good thing for Anthony Richardson, especially being a running quarterback is they do have one of the better offensive lines, uh, in the league, but so yeah, it's over 700 rushing yards might hit, but I, it's going to be a learning curve, and I don't think it's going to be very pretty. He's going to have Eric. more more hundred yards of rushing than wins this year. Eric, say your there's Justin Fields. Say your funny stat out loud. Speaking of Anthony Richardson. All right. So speaking of the Richardson and the Colts, uh, Richardson's career completion percentage is fifty four point seven percent. He was in the SEC for three seasons at Florida, and he never ranked higher than thirteenth in the SEC for completion percentage. And there's 14 teams in the SEC. <laughs> and that's who the uh, Colts want to hand the, the keys of the city to. 
Yeah, I think Anthony Richardson's a fine quarterback prospect. There's there isn't a ton of talent on that Florida team. All they do is underperform year in and year out. They can't get their coaching situation correct. And he's playing against the best defenses in football. I've I've seen worse quarterbacks get drafted higher than this guy. I mean, where, where was Josh Rosen and and Sam Darnold taken? <laughs> like Andrew Richardson was better on film than both those guys. Uh, now, I mean, I'm also not saying he's going to win seven games. So, <laughs> like, take it with what it is. But I think Anthony Richardson is going to be real exciting. He's got a pretty deep ball. And Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce are, you know, pretty good one-two punch for wide receiver for you. So, um, I mean, I, I don't have it in front I'll, of me, but Nick, just cut your trap. Uh, <laughs> I don't have it in front of me, but there's a, a stat that Michael Pittman was one of the worst deep ball catchers in the league last year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, how that connects, considering Anthony Richardson's going to be going deep. Well, I think I, I think it was a shock for Michael Pittman that Michael or that Matt Ryan's old arm could get it out there. I think that's why he dropped it, because he was shocked the ball came to him. Matt Ryan's pass rush <laughs> clock was set to one second right. last year. <laughs> That's why he was he, it was an auto, auto eject. <laughs> My guy was hiked the football, took a step, and threw it. He was like, I can't one get Mississippi. Hit. I'm too old. I can't get hit. One Mississippi. Listen, <laughs> All right. this is ridiculous to say for a number three pick. We know where his floor is. Where's his ceiling? That's the thing. <laughs> that's I mean if he develops and so he gets, he, and he gets with a good quarterback coach there's an interesting through line with this this year because like the Eagles lost both their coordinators and so we're gonna find out very quickly if those coordinators were actually as good as they or was it just because the Eagles have <laughs> one of the most talented rosters so we're gonna find out how quickly they are worth and what's going to be fun to figure out? Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think I have hopes for Anthony Richardson. Let's get into the last team though. Three thirteen and one, fourth place, the Houston Texans. Uh, God, they were awful last year, and they're going to be awful this year. But they're building some things down there. Uh, let's go ahead and get into their odds, Eric. Yeah. So Super Bowl odds plus twenty thousand uh, to win the division, plus eight hundred to make the playoffs, plus four seventy-five to miss it is minus seven hundred. Uh, their line as well has been set at six point five. And to your point, Jermaine, they are the youngest team in the NFL. Yeah, they traded away their incoming first round pick for man. Was it edge rusher Will McDonald or is he on the Jets? He's on the Jets. They have Will Anderson. Will Anderson, the Bam, the Bam edge rusher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they. I like what they did. They paired their stud quarterback of the future, should he hit, with their stud D end of the future. Um, and they paired them together to build up both sides of the ball at the same time. Now, trading their first round pick next year seems like a <laughs> seems like a, a risky proposition with how they're going to finish. Let's go ahead and get into the, some of their uh, departures and arrivals. Uh, so departures, they lost quarterbacks, Kyle Allen, Jeff Driscoll, running backs, Rex Bur- Burkhead and Royce Freeman, wide receivers, Brandon Cooks and Philip Dorsett, Chris Moore, tight end, Jordan Akins and OJ Howard guards, 
Justin McCray, uh, center Justin Britt, O-lineman AJ Can, edge Rasheem Green, edge Agbo Okoronkwo, D-lineman Mario Addison, linebacker J- Jalen Reeves-Mabin, cornerback Tremont Smith, and safety Jonathan Owens. They added quarterback Case Keenum, running back Mike Boone and Devin Singletary, wide receivers Noel Brown and Robert Woods, tight ends Andrew Beck, Dalton Schultz, and Eric Tom Linson. Tackles Greg Little, Lermy Tunsil, guard Shaq Mason, center Scott Quisenberry, edge Chase Winovich, D lineman Sheldon Rankin, Sasan Ridgeways, Corey Littleton, Denzel Perryman, cornerback Shaquille Griffin, and Tavier Thomas, safety MJ Stewart, Jimmy Ward, and long snapper John Weeks. Yo, they added a lot of very good pieces. They did that. They did that thing you do at the beginning of Madden when you start a franchise. You just browse free agency. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> like Devin Singletary, solid second back. Yeah. Dalton Schultz, tight end security blanket. Laramie Greg, Tunsil was in there, right? Yeah, Greg Little, Laramie Tunsil, Shaq Mason, Scott, Scott Quisenberry. They fixed their whole offensive line. Yeah. With, Edge with ch- proven veterans. They got Chase Winovich, Sheldon Rankins, Ridgeway, Littleton, Perryman, and Griffin. Those are all proven defensive starters in this league. They should uh, they might be a nice little team, actually. Man. Com- Competitive-wise. I still think they lose. No doubt. Jeez. Uh, so, in the draft, they added C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State, and Will Anderson, Jr., edge out of Alabama. That's what was the second and third overall picks, respectively. In the second, they took Juice Scruggs, cornerback, Penn State. In the third, they took Tank Dell, wide receiver, Houston. In the fourth, they took Dylan Horton, edge out of TCU. In the fifth, they took Henry Tuotuo. Linebacker out of Alabama. In the sixth, they took Jarrett Patterson, center Notre Dame, and Xavier Hutchinson, wide receiver, Iowa State. And in the seventh, they took Brandon Hill, safety out of Pittsburgh. So our Houston Texans open with the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Then they play the Colts at home at Jacksonville, home against Pittsburgh at the Falcons, home against the Saints, a week seven bye week. Then they travel to Carolina, play Tampa Bay back in Houston. At the Bengals, three home games in a row. No international game. Pretty interesting. Cardinals, Jags, Broncos. Two away games, Jets and Titans. Two home games, Browns and Titans. And they end the season um, at the Colts. Yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's an interesting schedule from the perspective of Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud played twice, right? And then... Bryce Young is going to play both those quarterbacks once this year. So that that's uh, I think that's set up kind of cool from that perspective. Yeah, Matt, any any thoughts on this? I think, yeah, I like you said, Jermaine, it's gonna be a nice little team. I like their defense, uh, the pieces they brought in only with the draft, um, as well as signees. Uh, I think D'Amico Ryans will do a good job getting that defense to a good position. Uh, one of the things that I think is going to benefit them is their new offensive coordinator, uh, Slowick. Uh, he's a one of the branches Shanna. of uh, the Shanna, yeah, Shanahan tree. So, and they're going to rely heavily on uh, Damian Pierce. So, they Mike or a, Kyle uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the same. Uh, it's Kyle, though. Yeah. He was with the 49ers. That's where – so D'Amico Ryans was also with the 49ers. So, in him coming over here, uh, yeah. he poached him on that move. 
I know. I was just being honest. So, yeah, I think it's good. Um, I'm a little concerned for their schedule in December. It's pretty nasty uh, defensive-wise. You got the Broncos, then you got the Jets, Titans twice, and Cleveland. Um, That might kind of sink their ship for the season. But, yeah, I agree with you, Jermaine. They'll still be a nice competitive little team. I six and a half. I still have them under six and a half, um, but I think they'll be a scrappy uh, under six and a half. And then obviously no for everything else. Yeah. I, I, here's, here's my question that I have about this schedule. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll preface this by saying, I think they go under, I, I don't have faith in CJ Stroud, but uh, my thing is do the big teams, they have enough talent on this roster. That do the big teams overlook Houston to then play, you know, because the, the the Ravens and uh the Ravens and the Jags and uh the Bengals uh and Denver and the Jets, they can have an off week against the Texans, and those five weeks won't affect them, right? But that's five wins for Houston if they have an off week, or let's say they split it, they go three and two against those. What I'm saying is Houston can play with Tennessee and Indy in divisional games, right? So you split those right there. That's two and two, let's say, right? Then Mm -hmm. they go two and three against these, the five teams I named that are kind of just looking really, because we say they don't do it in the NFL. They 100% do it in the NFL. Oh, we're looking past Houston, right? Or a loss to Houston doesn't matter. It's not. It's it's not going to derail the train. We're at five six wins now for Houston, and then they have to play outside of the division: Pittsburgh, Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Arizona. Right? Like, not with, not scary with with the talent that you've named on this team. I I know it's I know it's incredibly incredibly bold, but we're talking about a ten win Houston team. <laughs> I know it's incredibly incredibly bold, but they play the NFC South. Yep, a division that can easily be won. That being yeah. said, that being they, said, at least complete. under yeah. nine nine games last year where the score was settled at eight or less. Right, so it would have been one score. Um, you know, they had to tie with the Colts last year, but they were they were scrappy in, in just about every single game. If everyone remembers, they took Kansas City, right? Remember, they took Kansas City to uh, was it overtime or they just lost? They lost to them. They took Dallas to overtime. They took Dallas to overtime, right? Mm-hmm. But they took they took Kansas City to the goddamn limit. No, sure. see, they Kansas City won in overtime. Oh, and Dallas, they took to the limit. And Dallas, they, they, oh man, they should have had that dub. Uh, it's going to be another year of game football. Unfortunately, with a rookie quarterback, that's what's stopping me from picking this team to hit seven wins. Uh, CJ Stroud would have to piece something together that is special because I don't think rookie quarterbacks typically come in and have, uh, not first-year starters. Talk about rookies specifically. Uh, don't come in and have a ton of, ton of success winning the fo- 
winning football games. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's first-year head coach, he may make a boneheaded decision or two in what are going to be some growing pains. Uh, I'll take the under, no to make the playoffs, no to win the division, and no to win the Super Bowl. Now, if one of you picked the over, I'd also say I fucking like it. Because I can see this easily being a six-win football team, right? So my prediction for this Houston Texans team, right? C.J. Stroud starts a little rough. Then he starts piecing it together with the wide receiver core of Robert Woods, John Mechie, Xavier Hutchinson, right? Um, and then he – and then he starts turning it on to close out the year. And the Texans are actually in the offseason, a team that we're talking with hope and promise where we could see them doing this X, Y, Z and the other. And then they side T Higgins and they have their wide receiver one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what world I live in. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, uh, that's the one of Dr. Strange. That's the one universe where they win. <laughs> I, oh, I, I mean, I, who am I to talk? I just described a scenario in which the Texans are a 10 win team. So I, I don't know what either of us are smoking. I, all I said was they would win six games and, but they, they looked better than a six win team. Right. And CJ Stroud goes into his second year. They make a splash signing at wide receiver. And then Houston is a, is, from what we know, based on the departures and arrivals on this football team, that they're a, a trendy pick next offseason. Just remember this. We're, we're sitting here and people are talking about Houston Texans and they do X, Y, Z. I said it first. Because I think C.J. Stroud's a good quarterback and people hate him for some reason. So Houston Texans, Super Bowl 2026. Oh. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> if they trade for uh uh what's his name jones from kansas city and they sign t higgins let's go bro yeah. right. this is gonna be a real interesting division in in two years if stroud and richardson hit we all know levis isn't hitting I hope the kid the best, but it's not sounding good. (laughs) Well, he puts mayonnaise in his coffee, so. (laughs) Enough said. All right. So it's weird. All right. Let's get into the props for this. Uh, We're running a little long, so we'll just uh, go ahead and move quickly on this. So uh, Anthony Richardson, over 2,800 and a half pass yards and 16 and a half touchdowns. I would say the under on the touchdowns personally. I want the under on both rookie quarterbacks on everything. Anything, Nevada? Uh, not for Richardson or Stroud, no. And then you said you want both quarterbacks. So uh, pass yards for C.J. Stroud are 30, 50 and a half and 17 and a half passing touchdowns. I'm taking the under on both touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill over 37 and a half. Wait, does anyone want Ryan Tannehill props? I'm not Absolutely not. Trevor Lawrence, I'm taking the over on both. That's 40, 50 and a half passing yards and 26 and a half passing touchdowns. Can I interest you, gents? I'll take the over on passing yards. That passing touchdown line is perfect. I'm All with right. uh, Jermaine. Uh, you want over on both then? Okay. Oh, Our wait. Favor. What should I Na- put for no? Navo. Navo. Rip a V over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right I, I would like travis etienne over rush yards okay 
And six and a half rushing touchdowns, do you want that? No, thank you. Uh, I did have Derrick Henry over, uh, but since Eric's little nugget, I want to take Derrick Henry under. For both rushing touchdowns and yards or just yards? Uh, let's see. Let's see what rushing touchdowns you have. Uh, I under yards, definitely. Uh, Nine and a half rushing touchdowns. No, I no, I, I think he might even I think he might even hit over. Yeah, right, I'll, take, I'll, I'll, I'll just take the under on Derrick Henry yards. Okay, I'm taking the over on Damian Pierce for both. It's 900 and a half rushing yards and five and a half rushing touchdowns. Anyone interested? I'm with you, Jermaine. I'm also writing King Henry. Uh, for yards or tutties? Both? Both. Oh, I got to put VO. VO. All right. Uh, Alec Pierce, over 575 receiving yards. Uh, I'm going to stay away from that. Calvin Ridley, I'm smashing the over. 900 and a half receiving yards and six and a half touchdowns. You got the same thing, Nevada? Sure do. All right. And you, Nick? Uh, I will take Christian Kirk overs. I pick. Nick over. Yep. I'm going to take over yards for Christian Kirk, but not tutties. Dalton Schultz. Anyone want a Schultz line? DeAndre Hopkins, Evan Ingram? Nope, 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 nope. Uh, I'll go Ingram yards over. Ingram yards over. All right. Um, Michael Pittman. So, for those listening, Ingram yards over 640 and a half receiving yards. Um, Michael Pittman, 800 and a half receiving yards, four and a half receiving touchdowns. It's so, it's so low, and I still can't bring myself to do <laughs> yeah. it. I don't want a Nico Collins prop. Will Anderson, I'm not taking over 8.25 I was sacks. about to say, I'm going to take Will, Ander- Will Anderson under 8.25 yeah. sacks. It's a, probably a good pick. Josh <laughs> Allen, seven and seven and seven fifths, seven and three quarters sacks. <laughs> seven fifths. What the fuck Josh is a seven fifths? Seven fifths. Josh, uh, Josh Allen is a fantastic pass rush. I think they play a week. I'm going to go over on that one. I'm going to go under. Under? Yeah, he has not had over – I mean, since his rookie year, he's pretty much – he's declined a lot in sacks. Ten and a half sacks his rookie year, and then the high, the, the most he had after that was seven and a half. I'll go under. All right, Richardson, Stroud, and Anderson, do you have them for any rookie of the year honors? Nope. All right, that wraps up the player props portion of that. Uh Man, not a sexy division, by the to say the least. At least in my opinion, not a very sexy division at all. Is there but any uh, Tank Bigsby props? There was not any Tank Bigsby props. It pissed me off because I was um, everything I've read says that that dude might even take over the starting job or just have it like a they'll just split the ro- the split the role evenly. So we'll see. Ah, uh, that's not that won't happen until next start. year. Yeah, I mean, I listen. This this has, if, um, if Richardson and Stroud play well, this this has the, uh, these later season games have the ability to, to provide a little bit of spark between rookie quarterbacks who are you know maybe fighting for playoff spots or, or something like that. If not, 
I mean, these are good. The, these last four weeks in the AFC side. When we go to the divisional schedule, it is going to stink to watch these. <laughs> the the thing, the hope that can matter is that they're important in the division, right? Right, and that's that's the extent of the hope for sure. Um, I don't got anything else for them. You guys got anything else for them? No, sir. But I, I agree with Eric, what Eric was saying with nothing. I think Tank Bigsby is is a nice little name to watch. I don't think he takes the job till next year, though. I think he's because they're gonna start him slow because that's how every head coach does. <laughs> We're gonna use the proven guy, and then they're gonna realize, oh, this dude's actually good. <laughs> Week eight, they're gonna start using Tank Bigsby, and so it'll be very interesting to is watch. Etn even proven though. Does ETN what? ETN even proven? Is he even proven? I think so. Two years since he's played, what, eight games? That's, no, he played, bad, no he, he played a full season last year. And yeah. Because yeah. his first year was uh, the ACL or something, right? Yeah. yeah. He had, the, he had yeah, Liz Frank. Year. Liz Frank, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, so he's only played one year. He played 12 games last year. And in those 12 games, he still rushed for 1,100 yards and five touchdowns. So Travis Etienne started 12 games. He right. played all 17. He started slow last year because James Robinson was – remember when James Robinson was – Good. Nobody could understand why he was back from an Achilles tear <laughs> and just, just getting 100 yards and a touchdown on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was last year, and now he's not on a team. Yeah, that seems crazy. That Achilles oh, he's, tear. He's, he's on the Giants now. He made he made the Giants roster. They cut him a long time ago. What, they just got did cut they? today. Did he just get I cut? Thought, yeah, he was just cut today. Oh. Cut a release. Jeez. Yikes. Yeah, he's he's not even on a team, dog. No. <laughs> For, Oops. Former thousand yard rusher, no longer on the team, no longer on any team. Yeah, that's that's crazy, and not like he did early in his career. He's still early in his career. <laughs> yeah, he had a thousand yards his rookie year, dude. <laughs> you guys got anything else for them? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Eric decided to no. say his funniest joke of the pod while he's not on the screen, but he said uh, James Robinson will join the Philly backfield soon. <laughs> Probably. They're collecting backs. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EP. Special shout-out, Nevada, for making it out this week. We'll see you next time. When you come on down and step into the room.